At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. Yep. Sure am. It is a numbers game Monday morning. Good Monday morning to Skill Alexander, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo Sleek, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Jeff Parlay is here as well, producer number five and eight. How you doing, Jeffrey? You good? I think the Patriots just scored again. Yeah, well, that was, you know, finally, finally, a, uh, an, an easy survivor pick this this week. Finally. That's my first sort of cruise job. Uh, survivor pick so through seven weeks still alive and uh, the obsession now begins in earnest you can't really quite script it the whole way through though this year's this year's a different animal we'll get to that we'll talk a little later about survivor chrissy andrews of course the star every monday morning of guessing lines it's our tribute to the old stardust radio show uh, of the same ilk where you uh basically i'm in a cocoon i guess jeff feeds us the games i guess what i think the line will be chrissy tells us what it's going to be here at the South Point right after the show. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. You guys had a pretty good weekend? Yeah, good. You know, way better than the last two weekends, I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was it was good. You know, I wouldn't say fantastic, but pretty good. Yeah. We were just talking off air. We'll get to it when because when we go through these, if you're new to the show, we'll go through everything that happened yesterday. Just the the chasm between the haves and the have nots, a phrase uh-huh. that we've reversed that we've reserved rather, pardon me, for baseball. Man, is it happening in the NFL, particularly in one conference, particularly in the NFC. But we'll get to it game by game. And we'll is start. Houston in the NFC? No, no, oh, okay. no, no, they're not. They're getting Terod Taylor back, I think. Oh, okay. So there's hope on the horizon. Really? Okay. Shouldn't they be? Shouldn't they just be like, hey, Terod, you're still you're still hurt, buddy. Why don't you stay on the sidelines? They should probably. Yeah, they aren't going to. They it's aren't the NFL. going to. Yeah. Um, we'll go through it game by game. Jeff, let's start with. Uh, 
Thursday night football this week. Yeah, we got a doozy. We got a good one. Green Bay goes to the desert to take on the Cardinals. Oh, it doesn't get much better than that. The 6-1 and one Packers against the lone undefeated in the National Football League, the Arizona Cardinals, 7-0. and oh. Green Bay beats Washington yesterday, and they, uh, they do so 24-10 to 10 in a game that was, how can I put this, not nearly that close. Washington had opportunity after opportunity to not only cover this football game, but perhaps win this game, but nope. We'll get to them a little later. Rodgers, 27 of 35 for 274, three touchdowns, no picks, sacked three times. 17 touchdowns and one pick for Rodgers during their six-game winning streak. At home this year, 10 total touchdowns, not a single interception. Devontae, 6 for 76 at a touchdown. They're connected by a string. And now the Packers are 25-0 and 0 in regular season games when winning the turnover margin. They were plus one against Washington. But here's the deal. The whole game, because the Packers were outgained 430 to 304 in this game. Uh, yeah. But the whole game was, and we'll get to the details of it when we get to Washington. Washington had four red zone possessions and ended up with three total points. There's yeah, your twice point. inside the five. Correct. Zero. zero. That's yeah, right. Another time inside the 20 with zero. And one of those times inside the five, Two plays where they ought to have scored and didn't. You know, the one where he dove, I always thought when you dive, you're not really giving yourself up. When you slide, you're giving yourself up. Right. So I'm hearing guys say, well, technically that's the right call. I I dispute that. And first of all, whether it's a right corner, that's not the spirit of the game. That's really not. That's not. I mean, he dove. If if he didn't make the end zone, it was by this much. And he dove. He did not slide. He didn't give himself up. And he wasn't getting hit anyway. Right. You know, he could have waltzed in there. He, if he could wanted. have. You know, I, I I that that call really really bothered me. The the call after that, I, I heard some technical analysis of why it was ruled as such. And I was telling somebody I was watching the game. It sounds like bull. Yes. to me. Yeah. But that's, you know, whatever. And apparently the dive call they changed, unbeknownst to all of us, a few years ago. Oh, I didn't know that. But even still, he could he could have run it. Anyway, we'll get to that with Washington. But Green Bay is the beneficiary of all of that. And yeah. Green Bay had something to do with it, not the dive play, but all the others. Uh, 24 to 10, they end up winning. They're 6-1. And, and then there's Arizona. Arizona crushes the aforementioned Houston Texans. Kyler Murray was 20 of 28 for 261, three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times, though. He took a lot of punishment in this game. Every time you looked up, he was getting not only hit, but hit pretty hard. Uh, Chase Edmonds, 15 carries, 81 yards. And then he spread it around with the receivers. Green, three for 66. Ertz, three for 66 and a touchdown. Hopkins, seven for 53 and a touchdown. Kirk, four for 50 and a touchdown. They held Houston to eight first downs and 160 total yards. That's all you need to know. Eight first downs and 160 total yards. So it's Green Bay at Arizona. Arizona trying to remain undefeated. I'll say they're they're more than a field goal favorite. I said Arizona minus four. My strict power rating comes to four and a half. A little, I, even as I'm writing this ad, I think I would take four and a half if I was out there betting. You know, the number right now looks like about three and a half. I, you know, I think that's okay. Like I said, my power rating... I knew right away that was a little too much. Three and a half is really what I'm going to open. But let me say a couple things here. Uh, first of all, Kyler Murray, 48.1 was his QBR as opposed to uh, Rogers, 76.3. Now, I think Green Bay, you know, I, I wasn't overly impressed with them yesterday. I don't want to judge by one game because, you know, Arizona has been climbing up my rankings all year. 
told you I got that grading system. They're still number two. Um, but here's strictly anecdotal. I can't go back and prove this right now, but Thursday night games, I prefer like a veteran team with a veteran coaching staff. And I've told you I've been slow to come around on Arizona, definitely. And I'm not a Cliff Kingsbury fan. He's got a hell of a team, though, i got to tell you. How much goes to him, I don't know. But I trust Rodgers, and I trust the coaching staff of Green Bay much more than I do Arizona. So even though my numbers, pure number, come to four and a half, I like three and a half a lot better. Interesting points, and and I can't dispute any of them. I, I said after people who remember after week one, and who, who do the Cardinals play in week one, but whoever they played, I remember saying on this show and on, on the Megapod and on a numbers game all through the week, that there was just something, there was a Malcolm Gladwell blink sort of thing about the Cardinals, where I immediately, after one game, I was like, this this team is more special than people think. Yeah. And here they are, 7-0. and I don't know about the Thursday night game, because you make some good points. And, and it's like Mike McCarthy light with Cliff Kingsbury. You wonder if his poor in-game decision, or what we've seen in, from him in the past, poor in-game decision-making come back, comes back to haunt them in a postseason situation. Well, might hear this week against uh, yeah. Rodgers, too. I mean, like I said, this guy's playing lights out. and I don't know. I, even at three and a half, I might be inclined to take Green Bay. I just think that the, the matchup kind of favors them in this spot. What a great Thursday night game. Sunday morning, what do we got? Good thing we get we get Green Bay having to go halfway across the country on a short week for that matchup, but that's a different discussion for a different day. <laughs> uh, Miami goes to Buffalo. Boy, I don't have much to say here. Miami one and six at Buffalo. Buffalo coming off a bye week. Buffalo's four and two. When we last saw them, they were losing to the Titans on the on the ill-fated fourth and one, which Chris Boussard Chris Broussard uh, decided Taylor Lewan would have been really good to have uh, healthy for that. It's a whole story. Miami, though. That went over my head. Now, Chris Broussard said, he, I can't believe Taylor Luan was not in the lineup, and they still went for it. He played for the Titans. Okay. Yeah. That's what it anyway, uh, Miami loses yesterday to, to Atlanta. They lose 30-28 to 28 in a game that Arthur Smith was math-troubled with. They were up 26-14, to 14, the Falcons. They scored to make it 26-14. to 14, And instead of going for two, he decided, nah, we'll just kick an extra point here. 27 to 14. Yeah, because there's a good chance they're going to kick two field goals. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, well, why make it 14? Why make it 14 when you can make it 13 yeah. in case they come back? And sure enough, Dolphins came back. They scored. Then, of course, Matty Ice got stripped because that's what happens. The Dolphins scored again. So the Dolphins took a 28 to 27 lead. But the Falcons get to three and, th- excuse me, the uh, Falcons ended up getting to three and three. And uh, Miami drops to one and six. Tua yesterday was 32 of 40 for 291 yards, four touchdowns, two really bad picks. He was sacked once, four carries for 29 yards. Kasicki was his biggest target, seven for 85 and a touchdown. Miami was seven of 11 on third down, but so what? In the end, they lose by two. And the Brian Flores smoke and mirrors train has come to a crashing halt, to say the least, this year. Uh, I'll say Buffalo. Well, it's got to be double digits. I said 10 and a half. Oh. Low? Yeah. Oh. It can't be 14, right? It's 13 and a half. Ooh, I am low. Okay. Yeah, I think I might open at 14. The full now, two. Now, here comes my first speech of the day. <laughs> here we go. Diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. Might be overrated at this point in time. Now, there's Scott Kazmar. Do you know who he is? Yeah, from uh, fo- used to be a football. Used outsiders. to be football. Smart, yeah. smart guy. He made this point yesterday on Twitter. With so many teams going for it now on fourth down, some when it's 
kind of uncalled for. Oh, Instead times. of punting like in the old days, are we starting to see more opportunities for blowouts? Oh, yes. He says, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of overtime games and close games, but there's all, and he used the Ravens game as an example yesterday, and I can't quote it exactly. I would say, go look at his timeline on Twitter. Smart, smart guy. I've been saying about this about the Chargers for weeks now, that you will get Charger blowouts, them, in the, them on the downside of blowouts, yeah. and we have to account for that as betters. Well, I mean, my power ratings, I hate to tell you what they come to. They come to 20. <laughs> now, that's a little high. 20 but- on the... On, on the Bills oh, okay. over the Dolphins. Yeah. Okay, so I know oh, that's a little high. Okay. Okay, I've written it again. Yeah. Some diminishing returns there. But maybe not as diminishing as in the past. I, you know, I'm going to open this 14, and, uh, oh, you already knew what I had. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> He's, Jeff read my mind. I'm going to open 14, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, if they want to take it, go ahead. But I'm telling you, be, be careful with some of these big blowout possibilities. You know, you think you're getting a lot of value on a dog and something like this. You may not be. We've, we've been making this point on this show for a while now. that, that it, We do it through the prism of Brandon Staley, but that's the thing with these fourth downs. If you are willing to take really risky fourth downs, some of these coaches get. It doesn't matter if you lose by 100. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, those that feel secure about going and seeing the media crush them the next day, it doesn't matter to them. There's going to be a lot of the human element where coaches aren't willing to do that, of course. But, yes, for betters could cause some havoc. We'll come back. More guessing lines. Week 8 in the NFL. Right here on a numbers game at Beast of the Sports Betting Network. We get tweets at Beating the Book. This is from ooh, The Better Life. Hey, it's Tim Lawson, everybody. The Better Life. Seattle 40-1 to to win the NFC West, he says. They have the Jags, woofed, the Washington football team. Texans, Bears, Lions to come, plus two games versus the Cards to gain ground. Worth a flyer, uh, knowing that Wilson should be back versus the Packers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. To, to win what? To the win NFC it? West. Ah, boy, that's a hell of a division. Mm, hell of a you. division. With with te- with too many teams to get through at this point. Yeah. And by too many, I mean two. Yeah. Right. Uh, the charitable gambler, uh, guessing lines in a few minutes. They tweeted this right before the show, hoping Chris likes his number better. <laughs> the guys were a combined four and zero last week with Seattle pending. Uh, Jeff Parlay with a rocking chair, Las Vegas Raiders winner. Gill is six and three and twenty and twenty-one. Mr. Andrews had his finger on the pulse of, uh, let's see, of who here, right here, of W seven. I don't know, maybe that's a typo. Oh, week seven, he means seven. of the whole week. Yeah, because name the ones you had last week. You got them all, I right? Had, uh, Tennessee, New England, and Indianapolis. So the first instincts on this show Monday. That's what, that's the that's the interesting yeah. thing about this. We convince ourselves sometimes otherwise as the week progresses, but usually the first instincts are dead on. You were you you couldn't have been more dead on. And finally, Judd O'Connor, do you think uh, Nagy can get the axe because he gave the people what they wanted to start Fields, or is he vindicated because he was right about Fields? Judd, I think he's damned if he do, if damned if he does, and damned if he doesn't. <laughs> he's got no, he's got no way out. Yeah, you'll be looking for a new coach yeah. in January. So. By the way, before we get to the next one, it occurs to me we just did the Dolphins and the Bills that much like last week, because I had the Dolphins favored against the Falcons, and I have the Dolphins here light against Buffalo, and in both cases, I'll say exactly what I said last week. I'm not exactly going to trample over you to go bet them. Yeah, we were kidding. Is yeah. That, what a horrible way to die, getting trampled right uh, into the counter to take 14. I must the bet the Dolphins. Jeffrey, what's next? Just a quick injury thing. Uh, so maybe it changes your line when we get to this game later. Zach Wilson is out two to four weeks, PCL uh-huh. injury. Uh, so uh, the Jets go from horrible to even more horrible 
uh, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, right now, though, oh, this is one that hopefully you don't get trampled going to the counter for. The Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, Carolina starts 3-0, and now they're 3-4. and So Carolina starts this game. It was 4th and 1 at their own 36, less than three minutes in. Scores 0-0. They went for it. Aha. Uh-huh. Just talking about uh-huh. that, right? I try to note all these weird fourth downs now that people yeah. go for. By the way, that led to a field goal drive. So it was three to nothing. But Sam Darnold ended up this game 16 for 25 for 111. Oh. No touchdowns, one pick, sacked three times. Now, in the 3 and 0 run of the Panthers, he had 296 passing yards per game, six total touchdowns against two turnovers. 0 and 4 run, it's down to 199 passing yards per game, six total touchdowns, but eight turnovers. P.J. Walker came in for Darnold during this game. It was a benching, no injury. And uh, in case you P.J. Walker fans out there are like, yes, he's going to start, eh, not so fast. Three of 14 for 33. <laughs> no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. T.J. Moore always gets on the stat sheet, though, six for 73. Uh, Carolina was out first downed, if you will, by the Giants, 21 to 11. Carolina was two of 15 on third downs. They were two of four and fourth, though. But a grand total of 173 total yards. Darnold is Darnolding again. And then there's Atlanta, who we just talked about. This game is terrible. This, talk about, a, I already my first shot at game you want no part of next week. It was Carolina and the Giants this past week. It's probably Carolina and Atlanta. Atlanta, as I mentioned, didn't go for two up 26-14 to 14 against, the, against the Dolphins. Of course, Miami scored. Then Ryan got stripped. Miami scored again. They were up 28-27. to 27. But a game-winning field goal drive to win it, 30-28 to 28 for Atlanta. Ryan was 25-40 of 40 for 336. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. Matty Ice, the last four games in which the Falcons have gone 3-1, and one, by the way, straight up. Ten touchdowns, one pick. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And Kyle Pitts, man, pretty, pretty good. Seven catches for 163 yards. That's the most receiving yards by a rookie tight end since Mark Bavaro in 1985. Whoa. That's uh, great name, folk yeah. Mark Bavaro. Great name from the past. I don't know. Atlanta minus two and a half. A tip oh. below a field goal. Yeah, that that's exactly what my power ratings come to. That's exactly what the number is. Although I think it's going to be a two and a half, three game at the end of the week. By the way, you're talking about P.J. Walker. What yeah. did I call him? P.J. Harvey last night. P.J. Harvey. <laughs> P.J. Carlissimo. Yeah, P.J. Harvey's a singer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Darnold, his QBR was 10.7. Oh. P.J., 2.7. Eight, so a twenty-five percent of what. Uh, and anyway, Matt Matt Ryan, I was surprised. His QBR is forty-seven point four. I I I didn't watch that game that closely. Yeah. It was a nothing game for us. Yeah. And this game, by the way, is going to be in that far upper right-hand corner TV that I could barely see. Um, but I thought he looked a little better than that. I was surprised that's all his QBR was. He he is starting to play better. Then there's no doubt about it. They're three and three. The Falcons. Yeah. I, when we did our Veasan uh, Pro Football Betting Guide before the season, we you know came up with wild card teams. I actually put the Falcons <laughs> as wild card team. It is not the most outlandish thing in the world in a conference yeah. where you can already determine who five of the playoff teams are. Right? It's Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, the Rams, the Cardinals. Did I just mention five? There you yeah. go. Those five are basically they have lost. to have a collapse, yeah. right? So it's going to be a mad scramble for the other two positions. Yeah. Falcons have as good a shot as anybody. I'll have to look, you know, yeah. more closely, but I think you're yeah. right. They, they, they're they're three and three. Listen, every year somebody comes somebody. from nowhere, yeah, three and three at this point, and 
you know, wins four or five in a row, something like that. That's why I always get back to Washington with that uh, that last stretch of division games. They might not win the division, but you know, their their schedule is so front loaded, tougher that a team like Washington is two and five. They're not out of the playoff picture yet because yeah. they have that easier stretch down the down yeah. the end. Yeah, look at last year. Right. Well, you know, and plus they're getting Fitzpatrick back. I think at some point. You know. Yeah. Who knows what they want to do there? Uh, I know what I would do. <laughs> not Heineke, man. Yeah. All right. Next. One quick thing on Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy that Arthur Smith finally learned when you give your good players the ball, good things can happen. Only took him five games to get Pitts going, and now Kyle Pitts looks every bit as good as we thought he was going to be. It's like Urban Meyer discovering James Robinson. Yeah. Oh, I remember. We have some guy. What's his, what's his name? Let's give it to him. Next up. Oh, this is a fun one. Eagles and the Lions. Oh, my God. These games are bad. I reserve that upper right-hand corner. for. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I might trump that. Uh, Eagles trailed 30-7 to after the third quarter against the Raiders, so the final score looks a little closer than it actually was. Uh, final score, what was it, 33-22 in the end? Yeah. 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 But they were down 30-7 to after three. The Eagles came into this game with 54 penalties. That was the most in the NFL. Uh, they did limit that to four, but that's about as good as I can uh, say for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, 18 of 34 for 236, two touchdowns, no picks, sacked twice, 13 carries for 61 yards. He lost a fumble. Dallas Goddard, three, car- uh, three catches for 70 yards. Detroit loses to the Rams. Uh Detroit, though, was up in this game 13-3. to I was actually pretty pretty upset about this. First of all, Detroit took their first offensive snap of the year with a lead after an onside kick after taking a 7-0 lead. So they go up 7-0. They onside kick it successfully. Then they fake punt it on fourth down on that, same, on that subsequent drive, and they went up 10-0. But then the Rams had it. It was 13-3, and the Rams had the ball third and five at their own 21 with 12:48 left in the second quarter, and a com- and it was third. I mean, complete phantom pass interference on the Lions. That honestly, I can't sit here and tell you the outcome of this game would be different. I cannot prove it to you, but there are moments like that in yeah. some games where you're like, that was the moment. That was the moment where the Lions could have gotten the ball back in good field position, up 13 to three. Instead, the Rams get that gift, and it's 13 to 10, and then you know the Lions are going to lose. But it was 17 to 16 at the half. Uh, by the way, the Lions had a fourth and eight at their own. Uh, in their own territory with 10.02 left in the third quarter, successful fake punt again. So give it to Dan Campbell. This time it was a snap to the up back before it was a uh, punter who passed, the punter passed. Of course, they stalled on third and one and fourth and one on that drive um, at the L.A. 18-yard line because Anthony Lynn decided to run it up the gut twice on third and fourth short, for third and short and fourth and short. Then a golf, pit, a golf interception, uh, second and 10 at the Rams, 12 with 5.03 left down six. That sealed the deal. Jalen Ramsey got it. And so that's the deal. So Philadelphia minus three at Detroit because I don't know what else to make it. Uh, it's pretty much three. My numbers come to one and a half. I a, gotta, yeah, I, I'll tell you, I'm not very impressed with the Philadelphia coaching staff. Uh, you know, and I, Sirianni coming in there, I thought was going to be really good coach for, for Hertz. And not so much. By the way, Hertz had a better QBR than you would think last night. Uh, 58.6. I'm surprised. And can I tell you who? I mean, I'm going to have Pittsburgh people mad at me. You know what you Dan, you know Dan Campbell kind of reminds me of? Bill Cowher. Hold this thought because I want to talk more about the Lions. We don't have a, we don't have a music okay. bump here, but we'll, okay. we'll come back right back. Uh, wrap up our thoughts here on Philadelphia Detroit. I have much to say about the Lions. Um, and we'll continue. Week 8, Guessing Lines, a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's Gil Alexander, Christy Andrews, guessing lines here for week eight in the National Football League. We were just saying off-air basketball observations. The Warriors on pace to go 82-0. and Just want to point that out. And two, if you watch these Lakers games, they are the whiniest team I have ever seen in my life. That last minute of that game last night took an it took a half hour to be played. And it's like they're constantly, oh, it's like they can't possibly have anything go against them. Because it's, yeah. if it's not uh, LeBron crying, it's Carmelo crying. It's like, guys, relax. I get it. You're... Yeah. I, I, thought, of the I thought bookmakers best. were the whiniest bunch in the oh world. I, I might have to amend that statement and put the Lakers on top of us. They are something else. All right, uh, you wanted to conclude your thoughts. No, I was just saying with Dan Campbell, he's pulling out all stops to win. He reminds me a little bit of Bill Cowher when he started. Bill Cowher, if you remember, took over a team that wasn't all that good from the Steelers. Um, they weren't as bad as Detroit, you know. But, uh, you know, he eventually turned some things around. Eh, you know, Listen, I was one of those guys making fun of him in the offseason and all that. We all but, were. Yep. Yeah, but he, he's he got this team playing hard. He just doesn't have any talent on that team. But, man, I like how he tried to win that game. It, and uh, I'll tell you what, I, two, I'm not ready to put the mark next to Detroit yet for this week, but I think I might. If it's over three, for sure, I would. An onside kick and a fake punt Yeah. early, and then a second fake punt second late fake to punt. the up pack. Parlay had a great comment before the show. Uh about the five coaches for the five horrible teams. Can you repeat that? So the non-Brandon Staley category of coaches hired this offseason. Five teams that were that I thought were going to be really bad hired new coaches. Philadelphia hired Sirianni. The Jets hired Robert Sala. The Lions hired Campbell. The Texans hired David Coley. And Jacksonville hired Urban Meyer. Even though the Lions are the only limitless of the five it's pretty evident to me that Campbell is the one of those five that I would want, and he has been the best of the five, which is a pretty damning indictment of what those other four have done. I'm not sure, I can, argue. I'm not sure I can argue with that. Amen. Yeah. 
I haven't seen enough of Sirianni, but I, I certainly have of the others. I just got done telling you that last segment. I'm yeah. not impressed with this guy at all. And I yeah. thought I would be, but I'm not. I mean, I'll just say this about Detroit, too. For, for those of us who had, like, the Patriots and Survivor and were rooting against the Rams, again, that early phantom P.I. changed that entire football game. Can I prove to you the Lions would have won? I cannot. But I think we, we, we lose sight of certain plays early in games. Mm-hmm. Instead of 13-3 to with the ball, all of a sudden it's 13-10, to and you know they're not going to win. And, and I'll just say this in conclusion. Jared Goff... Remember when we used to say when when the, when Jared Goff was on his rookie deal, and I used to say out loud on this show, I'm like, you know, the Rams should be the first example of a team. Yeah, you did that cut that cuts. You, you their were the guys. first to say that. I, I really think I was, and then, but it was such a you know, it would make people's heads explode. Instead, yeah. instead they sign him to the nine figure deal, but they get bailed out now with the trade with Matthew Stafford. Yeah. He's so bad. Even like, yesterday, 39.6 was his QBR. He just, you can tell with him when it's like first and 10 of the 12, he has no confidence that they're going to get the ball in the end zone. Yeah. He had a short touchdown, DeAndre Swift, he missed. And then the last pick to Jalen Ramsey was just abominable. What's next, Jeff? It was a shame for a shame for all the eliminator backers who are, or excuse me, all the survivor uh, players still available because no one wants to lose, Gil. No, no one. one's going to lose this year. Uh, this is a good game, actually. Tennessee and Indianapolis. This is a great game. Ravens uh, backers lost yesterday. Sixty-six Ravens backers in uh, in Survivor Circa. Tennessee at Indianapolis. Tennessee not only beats the Chiefs but rolls them, rolls them. That on the heels of beating the Bills. Tannehill in the first half yesterday was 16 of 20 for 216, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once, had a touchdown uh, on the ground. He finished the game 21 of 27 for 271, touchdown, one pick, sacked once. Derrick Henry in the first half, 17 carries for 52 yards, one for one passing for five yards at a touchdown. He finished 29 carries for 86 yards. Wasn't even a big Derrick Henry day. Uh, A.J. Brown, first half, six catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. He finished eight for 133 and a touchdown. Bottom line in the first half, the reason I keep citing the first half numbers for those guys, it was 27 to nothing at the half. The Titans had out-first-downed the Chiefs 19 to 4. They outgained them in total yards 277 to 67, 212 to 36 in passing, 43 to 17 in total plays, plus two in turnovers, and in time of possession in the first half, 23-16 to 644. Oh, my God. Really? That's a 4-to-1 ratio, pretty much. <laughs> that is just amazing. They scored on all five first-half possessions Did the Titans. They ended the game plus two in turnovers, by the way, as well. And Indianapolis last night, in case you missed it, in, in what's being called an atmospheric river, I lived in the Bay Area for 21 years. I don't remember this term ever being used before. Yeah. The Colts beat the Niners. Wentz, 17 of 26 for 150. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Four of 23 on the ground with a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, 18 for 107 and a touchdown. Pittman Jr., 4 for 105 and a touchdown. And basically all they had to do was send Pittman deep, and the Niner D-back would just run into him. Plus two in turnover margin. Um, Boy, I overrate Tennessee every week. I think Tennessee should be a favorite. I say Tennessee minus two and a half. Yeah, yeah. they're not the favorite. It's pretty much pick them. Now, this game opened last night with a Colts two and a half. I'm sorry, two. Come on. Uh, no, where am I? No, pretty much opened last night, Colts two and a half. My number comes to Colts two. If you remember me talking last week when I you love the Colts, picked the yeah. Colts. Yeah. This team's getting better and better and better. 
By the way, Tennessee is getting better and better and better. This is a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look, and I, I don't want to start playing these psychological games this early in the season, you know. But if you look at the Colts, their next, including this game, they'll be favored in the next. If, if they are indeed favored here, it's pretty much pick them. They'll be favored in the next three. They can make a big run at the division. Whereas Tennessee, are they coasting? I hate to say it, but they certainly have a pretty big lead. I think if. If the Colts can win this game, they're right in the hunt for the division. That's for sure. Uh, you know, like I said, my numbers come to two. You know, I think they should probably be a slight favorite Colts I'm talking about. I'm going to open one. They'll probably bet me Tennessee. I, I, I'll tell you what, I can't wait to see this game. I think it's going to be one hell of a game. But, I, you know, I wouldn't rush to the counter bet on or against either of these teams. What are you posting in the end? I'm going to post the Colts one. Colts one. Okay. <clears throat> Interesting. I, You know, I... I'm very bullish on the Colts right now. How can you not be bullish on Tennessee, though, the way they're playing? Well, this is going to be one hell of a game. We started our power rankings two weeks ago, and I put Tennessee ninth, and they, oh, the hate washed over me. They've only, they deserve that ranking and more. Now they're, they're going to be much higher than that at this point. Yeah. Yes. Next. That is a divisional rematch, by the way. That is the second one second we've one. seen. Tennessee won the first one 25-16 in week three. Uh, th- this one we can get through quickly. Rams at Texans. Patriots, Jets, yesterday being the first division rematch. Rams, as we mentioned, beat the Lions. Stafford ended up 28-41 for 334. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Cooper Cup filling up the stat sheet. 10 for 156, two touchdowns. The Rams were 9 of 13 on third downs. They were plus two in turnovers. And then Houston, as we mentioned, lose to the Cardinals. Davis Mills, 23 for 32, 135. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. As we mentioned, the Texans only with eight first downs and 160 total yards. They were two of 13 on third down, zero for two on fourth. Uh, Add in eight penalties for 80 yards as well. On the horizon, though, Deshaun Watson with his 22 civil complaints alleging sexual misconduct during uh, massage therapy sessions and 10 criminal complaints. 11 teams, uh, I should say, think about all the teams out there. I was going to, that was a different comment I was about to make in a second, but. There are teams out there, Miami and Carolina, top of list, that may trade for Deshaun. Reports have it. November 2nd is the trade deadline. But nonetheless, in this game, the Rams should be 14-point road favorites. Oh, no, is it more? It's 14 and a half. Oh, man. My numbers come to 17 and a half. Oh, I'm opening 15 on this one. You know. Though we could get Ty- we could get Terod Taylor, right? Who definitely would make a difference. Yes. I thought Mills would be like, okay. But you, we talked about some horrible coaching and coaching staffs. I don't know where to rank some of these horrible coaches because the Jets, we'll get to that a little bit later. They've got to be right up there. But this, this guy... David Culley, nobody ever heard of him before this year, and now you know why. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's completely clueless. The whole team is just awful. Um, you just wonder if the Rams going to take the foot off the pedal at some point. Probably will, but I'm going to open 15. What the hell? What the I don't hell? see anybody betting this Houston team. What the hell? By the way, the exact report on Terod Taylor is that he will return to practice this week, according to uh, Coach David Culley. He said that after the loss to the Cardinals yesterday. Uh, Taylor's been on IR since he injured his left hamstring in week two against the Browns. Cully said he feels Taylor is, quote, a lot further along now and he's getting closer, unquote, to playing and that the team will know more about the veteran quarterback status on Wednesday. How can you not have faith in David Cully? Yeah, well, for survivor players, that's more interesting than anybody, I think. Will Terod Taylor be back? Because then the Texans sort of get eliminated from the play-against group, which, okay. we, which we'll talk more about uh how bad some of these teams are, just the, the just the level of play on some of these teams. All right, uh, week eight, guessing lines, National Football League. So I'm trying to think, what do I like best so far? 
I don't know. I don't know. So far, maybe the Lions. Maybe the yeah, Lions. May, yeah. I'm not going to go crazy on that, but even maybe though, the Lions. That's for me, too, even though that, I guessed that one correctly. Maybe yeah. the Lions. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll continue Week 8 National Football League. We will talk about teaser legs. We'll talk about Survivor. Guessing lines on a Monday morning right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander, Chrissy Andrews, Jeff Parlay. It is guessing lines from Week 8 in the National Football League. Again, trying to ascertain where there might be some value. How'd you and Wes do this weekend in your... Well, uh, we went two and three. Uh, I uh, there, there were some that... Uh, let's, let's put it this way. If Taylor Haneke does not do whatever he did at the goal line, we're three and two. Yeah. So, that's... Uh, that's a, another play that changed the game. Yeah, that that that. Oh, for yeah. sure. So we're we're. Uh, but those are the ones that are obviously that change the game. Yeah, it's some true. of these some of these phantom flags. People just tend to forget. Yeah, um, I forgot the one you mentioned in Detroit. Yeah, that I mean that to me was everything. I I thought I was going to go five and zero oh this week, and then you end up three and two, and you're like, oh, the NFL. oh, I'm on my way to a great week. No, not so much. It's almost like it's hard. It's almost like <laughs> just just throwing that. It's out almost there. like it's ridiculous. What's next? We still early, by the way. We're still early. We have th- we have three more early games, right. and I don't even want to even bring this up, but it was the most impressive team this week. In the Cincinnati Bengals are going on the road to probably the worst performance anyone's had the entire season in an NFL game. The New York Jets. Cincinnati crushes the Ravens. Cincinnati five and two. Um, this game started, but in the first quarter, first and one more forty. 7.28 left in the first quarter. 0-0 game. They went for it. Got it. Led to a 52-yard field goal. So the Bengals with a uh, with a calculated risk there halfway through the first quarter. Joe Burrow ends up 23 of 38 for 4.16 in the Bengals' 41-17 win. Three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked once. 17 touchdowns now on the season for Burrow. That ties Boomer Esiason for the most by a Bengal through seven games. Jamar Chase. What a season that kid is having. Eight catches for 201 yesterday and a touchdown. The touchdown was absolutely one of the best plays awesome. of the year. Yeah, one of the best plays of the year. Incredible how he uh, spun through tackles. 754 receiving yards on the season, by the way, for Chase, is the most by a rookie ever through seven games. Ever. Anyone. Moss included. C.J. Uzoma. Uh, three catches for 91 yards, two touchdowns. T. Higgins, 7 for 62. Mixon, 12 for 59 and a touchdown. P. Ryan, 11 for 52 and a touchdown. 520 total yards, 409 passing. The Bengals scored the last 28 points of that game. And now they are the only AFC team without a conference loss. Zach Taylor's first ever win over the Ravens, as a matter of fact. Getting better as a coach. All right. Here Joe comes. Burrow will help you. Yes. You know, Bur- Burrow and Herbert. Good. We are so spoiled by those two guys last year that we almost got acclimated to quarterbacks being good from the outset. Yeah. And then, and then, this, then this year then happened. This year happened. <laughs> A quick reminder that that's not how it's supposed to work. And now the New York Jets, who lost to the Patriots 54-13. to uh, The Jets have been outscored in the first quarter this year 44 to nothing. 44 to nothing in the first quarter. They're the first team since 2008, the 2008 Lions. With no first quarter points in the first six games of the season, forty-four to nothing, they lost the first quarter combined. Uh, they are over eight hundred yards to the negative in yardage differential in the first half. Wow! They've been outscored in the first half this season, one hundred six to twenty. 
So 44 to nothing in the first quarter, 106 to 20 in the first half. First half yesterday, they were losing 31 to 7 at the half. They were beaten in first downs 20 to 8. This is all in the first half. 20 to 8 disadvantage in first downs, 300 to 105 in total yards. Zach Wilson, 6 of 10 for 51 until he was removed with a knee injury. Mike White from Western Kentucky came in 20 of 32 for 202, one touchdown, two picks. He was sacked once. Michael Carter, 11 for 37 on the ground, 8 for 67 in terms of his catches and catching yards. But again, they gave up 551 total yards of offense in this game and the most points allowed, 54, since 1979 for the New York Jetropolitans. No Jets quarterback, by the way, by the way, has won at New England since Brett Favre did in 2008. <laughs> And you were mentioning off-air parlay, C.J. Mosley wasn't there, and without him, it went from a, you know, okay D to a horrific outfit. Oh, great coaching, Gil. That's all I got to tell you. Great coaching so far from the staff that is, uh, look, uh, Adam Gase, I thought, was the bottom. No. It's possible we are actually reaching a new, a new, uh, new bottom, which is almost unfathomable from where it's been. And Zach Wilson, the report once again was? Yeah, two to four weeks for Zach Wilson, PCL, back-to-back plays that somehow neither of them were called roughing the passer, but what do I know? Uh, one little tweak of the leg on the first play, and then Matthew Judon just drilled him and landed drilled on him. his leg on the second. Drilled him. Cincinnati minus 10 on the road. Well, it's mostly uh, nine and a half. I'm going to open 10. Yeah. My power ratings come to 12 and a half. couple things here. Uh, I, I I have this grading system I've talked about. The Jets' grade yesterday was 10 points worse than Houston or Chicago. I believe that's it. how bad it was. And Chicago was bad. And they were both Houston and Chicago, both bad. Yeah. You know, my 10 points worse than those two. Um, we're doing division odds this week, and I was telling you know Haley, who's been on Visa, she I kind of put her in charge of those. I said, Haley, don't go too far with Cincinnati, and you know. First of all, they're really good. Second, the Browns have a lot of problems. Steelers have a million problems. And Baltimore sneakily has a lot of problems. They lost another offensive lineman yesterday. Mm-hmm. That team's in trouble uh, injury-wise. They still have Jackson. They still have Harbaugh. They're not out of anything yet. you know. But be careful. But this Cincinnati team is for real. For it's, real. It's a good team. Yeah. And, maybe, and I, I've knocked Zach. What's Taylor? Taylor. I've yeah. knocked the hell out of him since he started. So have I. Maybe he's figuring it out a little bit. Yeah. Like I said, Joe Burrow's going to help him along, and that, that's what happened. Bewildered was the word I used to use for yeah, Zach Taylor. Zapped. That's what he looks like on the uh, looked like past tense. Bengals look like a playoff team for yeah. sure. Next, sir. So much for Jamar Chase being a problem in the preseason, also, guys. Yes. Uh, so much. So much for that. Lack of stripes doesn't bother. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Kids, kids, awesome. AFC North battle: Steelers at Browns. Steelers and Browns. Um, Browns on extra rest here, but uh, the Steelers are on coming off a bye. So cancels out to some degree. Case Keenum, if we recall, on Thursday was 21 of 33 against the Broncos for 199. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. De'Ernest Johnson. De'Ernie Johnson. <laughs> 22 for 146 and a touchdown. Mm. What do you think, Iron? I used to love when Cal Ripken was on with him in the baseball. He'd call him Iron. Iron, what are your thoughts? Ernest Johnson, 22 for 146 in touchdown. 9 of 15 on third downs where the Browns, 1 of 1 on fourth. Nine penalties for 60 yards. They uh, out time of possession, the Broncos, if you will, 36-51 to 23-09. Cleveland minus four, assuming it's... 
Should I assume that? I'm assuming it's Keenan. Yeah. Uh, my numbers come to Cleveland four. It's three. Mm, um, really? I don't want to mess with that. I don't see anything but mm. three, so I'm not going to mess with it. But, uh, boy, I don't know. <laughs> Steelers have some problems. There's no doubt about it. But so does Cleveland. Cleveland all of a sudden They're has a some unit. serious problems injury-wise. And, uh, you know, Keenum and Baker, I mean, I think there is a difference, certainly. And you know, I think as the season goes on, although Keenum had a lot of success with Stefanski as he's either offensive coordinator or quarterback coach that year in Minnesota. So, And I always said – Keenum was never a great quarterback, but they knew how to use him oh, that year in Minnesota. 2017, yeah. Yeah, they, they knew exactly how to use him, what his strengths and weaknesses were. So I don't downgrade him much from Baker, but I still thought four was a better number. I'm going to open three. Like I said, I, I you know in this place, I don't want to mess with the threes too much because we find ourselves in that jackpot every week, and I don't want to just invite it. thing is, you can't bet a Browns game without knowing the injury report right up until game time. Oh, they're missing, I mean, the running backs are hurt, too. Hunt and is, Chubb were you know, both out last which, week. Which, yeah. you know, I mean, that's been a key to their offensive success, you know, no matter who's a quarterback. Though I will say this, the way that Ernie Johnson ran last week, you okay. wonder if anybody can be back there. Well, you just wonder how good their offensive line is, and they have Callahan as their offensive line coach, and he's been, you know, questionable as a head coach, but he's been a terrific offensive line coach throughout his whole career. Yeah. Um, interesting line. But again, you can't rush to bet it because you just don't know. The Browns are like the Niners last year where you get so decimated by injuries, there's no overcoming it. Yeah. And you just wonder if the Browns can somehow grind their way into the postseason. They are four and three. Uh, you're putting up a three in this game. I'm putting up three. Okay. Makes sense to me. Uh, one more morning game, then we'll get to the afternoon game. So only two teams on by this, this week. We had six yesterday. Six this past week. Only two teams on by. Baltimore and Vegas on by. Baltimore and Vegas. Baltimore coming off a loss. Vegas coming off that win over the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll come back. More guessing lines with Chris Andrews right here from the South Point. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Guilty as charged. Hour number two of a numbers game with Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Slink, Gay Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all brought to you, and proudly so, by BetMGM Nevada. Chrissy Andrews here as well. My Mishpucha, who runs the uh, South Point Hotel Casino, sports right behind us. Lovely tip of the strip, the majestic South Point, or as I like to call it, the South Point. Oh, the South yeah. Point. That's right. I don't know if I'd go for that. <laughs> no? No, I don't South Point. So. Uh, Jeff Parlay is here as well, uh, doing some stuff. We're trying to uh, get some value here. We were just uh, talking about uh, Joe Burrow. I don't Obviously, think you'll see Maurice Chevalier running no, this show. No, so. There's a reference for a certain age. Um, <laughs> Joe Burrow at DraftKings. Matt Brown, my co-host on Primetime Action, which we do with Kelly Bidlin weeknights, just texted me that at DraftKings. We don't, we're not in a DraftKings jurisdiction here. But Joe Burrow can be had it for MVP at thirty-five to one, which is in, it, which is a great number. But then yeah. you and I just discussed it a little yeah. further. We're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of guys out there that I think will get. You know, it's a vote. Yes. You know, so I think will get voted above Joe Burrow. That somebody's going to feel. Eh, I don't know. He was going to have plenty more chances after this. I think I'm going to go with Brady or Rogers or something like that. Brady is the is the the fly in the ointment. Yeah. Because at forty-four. If, if those voters are, by the way, he's playing some pretty good football. Yeah, right now, but, but too, that's what yeah. I mean. But the forty-four factor makes it yeah. like, how can I not vote for this guy? I know. So, 
And then there's Dak, and then there's all these other guys. Yeah. Herbert. Anyway, 35 to 1. Yeah, the Cowboys are never looking for extra publicity. No, yeah. no, not at all. What is next? Last early game. Too many interceptions for Burrow is going to be the reason that he's done in there. And like you said, there's about nine different guys who it's could amazing. actually win this award. I didn't even mention Prescott during the break. Like, yeah. Dak has, probably yeah. has a real chance, too. Uh, speaking of uh, not good quarterback play, though, San Francisco at Chicago. San Francisco at Chicago. Oh, boy. Man. San Francisco, and I get it. It was a uh, again a atmospheric river for those uh, <laughs> those wondering last night. A deluge. San Francisco got crushed in the end by Indianapolis, and Jimmy G didn't look good. But it's hard to know where the weather started and Jimmy G start you know stopped in this game. But it still comes down to the fact that the Niners are twenty four and eleven under Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo starts. And 7-28 and with all other quarterbacks. Garoppolo ended up 16-27 of 27 for 181. One touchdown, two picks. Sacked twice. Lost a fumble in the Niners' 30-18 to loss to the Colts yesterday. Elijah Mitchell, 18 for 107 and a touchdown. Debo Samuel, 7 for 100 and a touchdown. He, too, lost a fumble. The Niners were 1-11 of 11 on third downs. They just could not convert a third down. And as I mentioned, they had those four turnovers, the two Garoppolo picks, the one Garoppolo lost fumble, the one Debo lost fumble, minus two in turnover margin. Uh, But they're playing the Bears. And the Bears yesterday were destroyed by Tampa Bay. That game was over at the half. Fields ended up 22 of 32 for 184. No touchdowns, three picks, sacked four times. He carried the ball eight times for 38 yards. He had three fumbles, two of which were lost. So three picks and two lost fumbles. He's the first player with five turnovers in a game since Sam Darnold did it versus the Patriots in 2019. (laughs) There you go. There's your Darnold reference. Uh, Khalil Herbert, 18 for 100 on the ground, five catches for 33 yards. But the Bears were 2 of 11 on third down themselves, 0 for 1 on fourth. And those five turnovers ended up being a minus four in turnovers. Beaten 38-3 to by the Bears. That was one where you could in-game the Bucks over and over, and the Bears were never going to yeah. threaten the increasing spreads as that game went on. Um, I think San Francisco's probably a favorite here. I actually made this line during that game <laughs> last night, um, and I figured because they had mentioned that they were playing Chicago, and I think I'm too high. San Francisco minus 2.5 is what I said. Oh, you're too low. Oh, really? It's three and a half. Pretty solid. Oh, wow. That's one of those. My numbers came to four, and right away I'm thinking, boy. I mean, sometimes I look at a number. Well, I usually look at them. Which way is this number going to go? Yeah. If you open four, is this going to four and a half, five, six? No. Is this going to three and a half, three? Yeah, probably. So I like the three and a half a lot better, even though my power ratings come to four. But uh, just a little tidbit. I'm doing QBR. Yeah. All right. Jimmy Garoppolo, 7.8. Is that of 100? Out of 100. 7.8. Fields, 1.9. Oh, so they, they don't add up to 10. They don't add up to 10. Oh, man. That's a bad quarterback matchup. Justin and Fields also then when he goes to the sideline, you see him on the bench, he looks catatonic. Yeah. Like, can't we get Andy Dalton back in here? This ain't Ohio State anymore. And we talked about Shanahan, too. Are we still sure he's a good coach? I am. Let me ask you this. Yes. Is he still a good play caller? Don't forget, he blew that lead with Atlanta. Yes, he did. Blew that lead with uh, against Kansas City. Yes. Is he still a good play caller? You know what my problem is? Because that's been like how he made his bones, sort of. Well, here's my problem. 
I still have 2012 in my head, which yeah. is a long time ago. What's by 2012? The way. 2012 was the RG3 glorious majestic oh, okay. year, okay. where he basically tailored his X's and O's to the skill set okay. of RG3, and I'll never, okay. you know, he made him phenomenal. Yeah, and they won a division. And then he was, you know, they got Atlanta to the Super Bowl. Let's not, you know, he yeah. did lose. Lead. So, yeah. I, but all of that's got a long San Francisco time ago. to the Super Bowl, too. Yeah, and got San Francisco yeah. to the Super Bowl. So I don't, I, I will say this to your point, though. The Niners are a conundrum. Like, I cannot figure out if they are an underperforming good team <laughs> or a legitimately not good football team. And one of the things is Brandon Ayuk, you know, I go through it, I put yeah. all these notes in every week. Right. And there's certain players, I'm like, oh, he fills up a box score again, even yeah. if it doesn't matter to the final score. I say, oh, this guy always fills up a box score. I think I've written Brandon Ayuk's name down once all year. He Didn't is he not even get targeted the first half. He's gotten 20 targets all year. Yeah. He doesn't get open. 10 catches all year for less than 100 yards. Yeah. Yesterday, I think one catch for six or something like that. So if you have a player like that disappear and it doesn't make any sense, like, oh, you can't get open anymore? Why are you even on the team? So it's Garoppolo doesn't even look his way anymore. Yeah. Anyway. Well, don't forget they had that one sequence, too, the three straight bootlegs. That yes. The Colts say, a bootleg? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> three plays. They went 70-some yards and scored. Yeah, it's, it's hard, though, again, with the weather being what it was. Yeah. You're like, well... And by the way, the Colts' best play yesterday was Wentz just throwing it up deep and a Niners D-back running into the wide receiver, into Pittman usually. Yeah. So I was like, look back. Is that, I mean, so they got they got huge plays from that alone. So I don't know. It's hard to read into it. So you're posting San Francisco minus? I'm, I'm going to use three and a half. Three and a half. Interesting. I, I don't, again, I'm not rushing to play the Bears. Yeah, so my numbers came to four, but right away I thought, eh, it looks maybe uh, a little heartbeat too high. How bad are these teams? Just let me just run through them. Jets, Dolphins, Jaguars, Giants. Should I skip the Eagles? Mm. Lions. They've shown flashes, so yeah, I would. Lions, Bears. And the Bears are three and three. The oh, Bears excuse me, three and four. Pardon me. me. Oh. Yeah. Whew. Those are some bad football teams. The wow. chasm, man. All right, next afternoon. Justin Fields, by the way, only better than Blutarski. At least he didn't go full Blutarski there. Uh, let's go Jacksonville <laughs> at Seattle. Seattle hasn't played yet. They played a night, again, uh, hosting the New Orleans Saints. So that should be an interesting game tonight. And Jacksonville's coming off a bye, so there's not a lot to say here. It's the 1-5 in five Jacksonville Jaguars against the currently 2-4 in four Seattle Seahawks. We'll see what the Seahawks' record is after tonight. Um, I just... I, I would say Seattle mm, minus three and a half sight unseen tonight. I mean, what do you do with this? Yeah, they got to be more than a field goal. You're dead on. It's three and a half. Yeah. Well, I like it higher. You like it higher. I like it higher. I mean, it's, still, it's, G, it's still Gino next week. Still Gino. Yeah. Well, I like it higher. <laughs> I mean, how much higher? <laughs> I like it way higher. Like how much way higher? I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to say, but I'm going to oh. open it four. And if they want to come in and take it. What do your power rankings say? Ten. Oh my God! I have Jacksonville rated horrible, horrible. Yeah, and I mean that's with Houston knocking on the door of the worst power rating I've ever given a professional football team, and I have Jacksonville. I have them like four points better than that. But I think Jacksonville is just horrible. Do you remember the team that that had your worst power rating ever? I, I think it was the Oakland Raiders back when they you know 
like Cable was the head coach. And, yeah. You know, Do you after, remember the team that had your best ever? Uh, yeah. Uh, 90 or 07 uh, Patriots. Oh. For a second there, I thought <laughs> you were going to say the correct answer, which would have been the 91 Washington football Well, team. I had a different system back then. <laughs> but, you know, no, the, 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 the 07 Patriots were off yeah, the charts. They yeah. were off the and charts. They, they were off the charts. All right. So can't really do much with that game. Um, but that's the story. I mean, again, in the end. Go- oh, I'm wearing a Seattle shirt. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. From University of Seattle. Seattle University. You know, their most famous alumnus. Oh, wait, I do. No, I won't come up with it. One of the greatest basketball players of all time, legitimately. Elgin Baylor. Elgin. I, I, I'm so mad I didn't say Well, this say is Jeopardy. you got to click in I'm quick. I'm so mad I didn't say it out loud because I was like, Baylor. something in the back of my brain was like yeah. Elgin Baylor. I was like, I can't I, be right. I stay at a ho- when I go see my son lives in Seattle, I stay at a hotel right across the street from campus. Beautiful campus. Small school. It's Catholic school. And like when I'm on campuses, I like to get a shirt. And Elgin Baylor. Think about those days where, like, Elgin Baylor went to Seattle. Uh, Bill Russell went to the University of San Francisco. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just not Bob to, Cousy went to Holy Cross. Yeah, not today's college basketball. Yeah. All right, so uh, we continue here after the break. But, what, I mean, in the end, this is – I hated last week, but I don't know that I love this week any better. Well, I'm putting a mark next to Seattle, I can tell you that. You certainly are. Yeah, I am. Ten. All right, we'll, we'll talk teaser legs and Survivor as well. Uh, for those who survived last uh, this past week, congratulations. Again, most people did. Ravens were the big loser for most. 66 in Circa went down with uh, with the Ravens. Still fewer than 100 got knocked out this week in all of Survivor. So you still have more people left in Survivor, Circa Survivor, currently than you did to begin Survivor, the inaugural Survivor, last year. That's where we are with 13 different weeks in quotes left to go. Still a long way to go. Coming back, Guessing Lines, Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Back on Guessing Lines on a numbers game for Week 8 in the National Football League. Gil Alexander, Christy Andrews. Chris, you uh, wanted to say something about Jacksonville. Well, just how bad I have Jacksonville rated. I just want, And I think I may have mentioned this before, but within a half an hour of Urban Meyer getting hired as head coach, yeah. some guy <laughs> who, I, you know, anyway, this guy texted me, simple little text, this will be a disaster. Uh, really? Yeah, this will be a disaster. He repeated it. Okay. I'll say it again. Boy, the, he was right. The best thing was that after the London win last week when they showed that uh, post-game locker room speech, and they're <laughs> like, you guys are grateful. You guys should be grateful. You do things that no other human beings can do. And they're like, ah, we're going to get this turned around in the 904. You watch. And they're all like, uh, all right, just, that's enough. Herb. We're good. <laughs> yeah, we're not in Ohio. We're just going to shower and dress we're up. We're not even at Bowling Green anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my interpretation of it anyway. Afternoon, what else we got? Yes, yeah, so we continue in the afternoon. The Chargers off the bye, hosting yep. the Patriots. All right, so Chargers 4-2 and two off a bye, extra rest here against the Patriots, and thank you, Patriots, for making, finally, an easy survivor week. Everything else has been a sweat, but the Patriots uh, destroying the Jets once again in the first half of that game yesterday. The Patriots led the Jets 31-7, 20-8 advantage in first downs, 300-105 advantage in total yards, and they scored on their first six possessions, four touchdowns and two field goals, and it was Katie bar the door. Their 12th straight win against the Jets which means they've swept the season series for six straight years. Mac Jones, 24 of 36 for 307, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Hoyer came in the game. He was 3 of 4 for 79. Kendrick Bourne, 1 for 1, passing for 25 yards and a touchdown. Caught four balls for 68 yards. Damian Harris, 14 for 106, two touchdowns. Taylor, uh, 9 of 21 for two touchdowns. Bolden, 6 for 79 and a touchdown. 551 total yards, 403 passing. Of course, it helped that they were plus three in turnovers. Uh, let's see here. The Jets, excuse me, the Patriots, therefore, with their 3-4 and four record, do the math, 2-0 and oh versus the Jets, 1-4 and four versus the rest of the NFL. Eh. All right. Chargers will be, is there a Patriots curve to the market? I'll say Chargers minus six. I like your number better. Who's got on that? It's pretty much five and a half everywhere, although it opened six last night. Hmm. I'm opening six. Six. You know, you know, you made some points. Were they one and four versus the rest of the league that yep. are non-Jets? Correct. They remember, you know, public tends to remember what they saw last. They saw a complete destruction of a horrible football team. And don't let that over-influence you. Patriots almost lost to the Texans right before that, remember? Yeah, I mean, I'm opening six, you know, <laughs> and not that I'm, you know, like it's half point off what the market is, but I'm going to open six. I just think that's a much better number. Um, you know, let's not get carried away. Let's so, not six, I think, is away. a fine number. That's what I'm going to open. Don't right. take it off me, and that's fine, too. All right. I'm glad, to, I'm glad the Patriots did what they did. I'm glad to have used them already in Survivor. Next. Washington at Denver. Washington, Denver. So Washington now two and five. Boy, Dallas. Dallas should have the NFC East uh, clinched by uh, mm. Thanksgiving. Washington's two and five now. Denver's three and four. Denver with the extra rest coming yeah, off that. Let's week. be honest. They have it clinched now. Go ahead. <laughs> That's right. I meant mathematically. <laughs> okay. So yes. Um, Washington. So we went through what Washington did against the Packers, and we said three points in four red zone possessions. Was it? Well, here it is. Washington fourth and three at the Green Bay twenty-seven. With 3.03 left in the second quarter, fail. Then they had first and goal at the Green Bay 6, down 21-7 to in the third quarter. And this was the Heineke sequence. 
And remember, at this point, Washington already had a total yards advantage, 237 to 218. Um, but they were down two touchdowns. Again, they outgained the Packers for the game, 430 to 304. But on third down, Heineke dives forward towards the goal line. Could have stayed on his feet and, you know, for two more steps and gotten in easily. But nope, he dove forward. And they rule him down short of the goal line because apparently that rule had changed here in the last few years. That, that, can, that constitutes giving yourself up even if you go forward now. Dive forward. So they mark it short of the goal line. And then on fourth down, he, uh, he is a keeper for Heineke. I wouldn't even call it a sneak. Somehow he's too small to consider it a sneak, but it, it was a sneak technically. Anyway, he gets stuffed. He loses the football on top of a pile, regathers the ball, and then extends the ball past the goal line. Mm-hmm. But the officials say, no, he was stopped on the regather. So he's short on fourth as well. Oh, God. Uh, by the way, the next drive, both DeAndre Carter and Antonio Gibson fumbled, and Washington recovered. That led to another fourth and two at the three and another Washington failure. Heineke ends up the game uh, 25 of 37 for 268. One touchdown, one pick, sacked four times. 10 for 95 on the ground. I think he ended up being like the third biggest rusher in the league yesterday. But he had two fumbles. He lost one of them that led directly to a Green Bay touchdown that made it 21 to 7. Third and eight, by the way, at the Green Bay 12 with 635 left. He threw a pick. And then first and goal at the Green Bay 9, they ended up kicking a field goal with 230 left. <laughs> It's to get those three total points on four red zone possessions. Terry McLaurin, still unstoppable. Seven for 122 and a touchdown. They always got Terry McLaurin for a bright spot. And then there's Denver, who we mentioned lost to Cleveland on Thursday. Bridgewater was 23 of 33 for 187. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. Only 223 total yards for Denver. Uh, Denver's going to be a favorite. They're going to be more than a three-point favorite. I'll say four and a half. My power ratings come to six. The number opened four last night. It's down to three and a half, and really three and a half with juice on the dog. So I think this game's going to go to three. Mm-hmm. I'm opening three and a half, and they'll take it off me. That's fine. Remember, I'm putting a mark next to Denver. I like Denver in this spot at home, and I've downgraded Denver. I, I told you they had a three-point home field advantage. I knocked it down to two. I knocked two points off their power rating for their abysmal performance against uh, a team that was beaten up like crazy. And they even kind of covered. Just depends on what you're, where you bet the number. Uh, but that being said, I still think, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I liked Heineke when I saw him last year. I think he's like a lot of other quarterbacks. Coaches figure him out. Yeah. He's been figured out. He's got questionable talent. Pa- uh, QBRs for both these guys. Heineke was 32.3, Bridgewater 34.8. So I look for a, probably a dull game, but I like Denver at home here. And I think this game's going to get to three. When it gets to three, I would definitely be on Denver. So. Is that, do you think that move is, is a, pro-Washington move or an anti-Denver move? I think it's anti-Denver. But, pro, you know, like I said, Washington can easily, I don't know about win the game, but they certainly should have covered it. Oh, yesterday. of course they should have. They should have had legitimately at least 10 more points yesterday. E- easily. Easily. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that, that. I'm curious why it would go down to three, if it does go down to I three. I think it's going... I mean, yeah. I'm just looking now, you know... Three and a half plus oh six, three and a half even, three and a half minus oh five, three and a half minus oh four, three minus twenty at one spot, three and a half minus oh five at another one. So I mean three and a half even another joint. So I mean it's 
the money's definitely showing on Washington. When he gets a three, though, I would definitely be on Denver here. The other part about it, the uh, third down play, that, that Heineke sequence, when, you know, initially he thought he had scored, he grew up a Brett Favre fan. Mm-hmm. And so he did the Lambo leap into, <laughs> into the stance. And they're like, all right, easy, buddy. Come back here. You didn't score. So it was brutal. You want to say something, Jeff? No, I mean, what, what, Washington not covering yesterday was one of the one of the more tilting results that I can remember this entire season for bets I ended up having because uh, I had him second half and look if you look at the yardage you brought it up you know gained Green Bay by over 100 yards yeah can't it, lose that game by two touchdowns it's so it's so interesting betting this league though because there's you can't you can't go a season unless well I shouldn't say that because there's some people when you have a big enough contest pool like in circa millions where there are thousands of entries mathematically. A few of those entries are just going to get the best of it every single time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, it's about are they just on this unbelievably unbelievable run of luck? Because mere mortals like ourselves, we're going to run into the the games where it just goes against us at the end. I even was talking to uh, Michael Montesano, who was the Booby Prize winner last night and last year in Circa. And I and I said to him, I go, it's amazing. I said, football hates me. Because if you could track, and this is not a confirmation bias thing, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure, in the NFL, the things that go, that go for you at the end, career in the NFL, I promise you I'm like probably, you know, 23 and 108 in, in terms of those moments. It, it hates me. They will always go against me. I can't tell you how many I've lost. I have a T-shirt I'm thinking of, I'm making myself that's going to be right in that vein, and I'm not telling you what it is. You're not telling me, yeah. Because I had the one here. It's never it's never under until it's over. That was yours. That's mine. That, I've yeah. been saying that for years. You know how much I got it? Squadoosh. Squadoosh. So, well, yeah. mine is, uh, mine is, and I, and I think we should put this in the VEASAN store, though we'll have to run it up the flagpoles. We bet on this. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to allow that I don't that want one. that one. <laughs> We bet on this. By the way, did you see? I understand in, the feeling, but in that vein, did you see the Curb Your Enthusiasm premiere no, last night? I no, I recorded it. Don't okay. tell me anything. I won't tell you anything. I, had, I fell asleep early last night. I won't tell you anything. Am I allowed to give you a scale of one to ten what I thought of the episode? Sure. And he was that good. Oh, okay. Yeah. From the Curb Your Enthusiasm, you know, standard pantheon. Yeah. It's still yeah. totally enjoyable to watch. Larry David could. That's right. Walk across the street, I'd laugh. We bet on this. Larry David had some football suggestions when he was on Rich Eisen. He said, no more kicking. No more games being decided by kickers. I don't think he's wrong. We'll come back. Uh, More guessing lines, including maybe the biggest story of yesterday, the Chiefs, right here on VCN Esports Betting Network. Skill Alexander, Chrissy Andrews. Chrissy, you excited about the Atlanta-Houston World Series? It begins tomorrow night? Yeah, I hate to tell you, yeah, I'm fairly excited. Because? Because financially it looks really good for us. Because you guys get a lot of Houston and Atlanta money. Our Typically, futures, or no. your future, I see what Our you're future saying, your book, book, Those were two teams all year that we were in a great position with, and I thought yep. they had a good chance of getting here, and uh, here we are. Baseball postseason, the most random of them all. It, yeah. It really is. And the yeah. wild card, one game, come on. Yeah. Stop it with that. <laughs> then the best of fun. Oh, don't get me started. All right. Afternoon still? One last afternoon game. By the way, quick note on Atlanta making the World Series. As we all expected, the first division in Major League Baseball to get all five teams to the World Series this millennium is the National League East. Is that right? Yes. Wow. The the Miami Marlins of 2003, there wasn't a better betting surge than that. That was awesome that year. Because they were plus 190 in the series against the Yankees. They were plus 190 like every game. 
and they won it. Won it all. So every team, huh? Well, Yankees yep. were overrated. What a shock. And here's the thing. Miami won. Washington won. Um, Philadelphia won one. Philadelphia won. The Mets did not. Of course not. didn't. Oh, I was going to say, that's a pretty... So they could have four out of five as winners, too. Possible. Yeah. Sorry about your Mets. Ah, well. Yeah. The only team they couldn't have beat that year was the team they drew, unfortunately. Uh, next up, last afternoon game is Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. New Orleans, obviously sight unseen. They haven't played yet. They play tonight. How do you feel about this game tonight, by the way? Any thoughts at all? I like, you like yeah, Seattle. You I did like Seattle. last week. I'll, and I'll tell you what, though. New Orleans so far, really inconsistent. Really good really bad. Yeah. I know there's a lot of teams in that category, but they may be leading the pack. Yeah, they're they're tough to they're tough to wrap your head around. Uh, the the Buccaneers in that win against the Bears yesterday, Brady was twenty of thirty six for two eleven, but yet another four touchdown no pick game for him. Wasn't sacked. Fournette fifteen of eighty one, fifteen four eighty one for a touchdown. Godwin eight for one eleven in the touchdown. Evans six for seventy six and three touchdowns. And then took uh, Tom Brady's 600th career touchdown pass and gave it to a fan. Yeah. And so the Buccaneers, they say that ball might be worth $500,000. The Buccaneers had to uh, arrange for a trade. We'll give you these other balls and these other souvenirs if you just give us that football back, please. And he did, or she did. Uh, minus, oh, excuse me, plus four in turnovers. The Bucks were yesterday in that game against the uh, Bears again that they won 38-3 to and was legit over at the half. Tampa Bay, I'll just, I just put it in no man's land. Minus five and a half on the road against New Orleans. Again, sight unseen. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of numbers out there right now. I see it anywhere from four and a half to five. I even see a three and a half, but I'm, I, I'm not sure what this one off it's doing. Uh, I think I like the five best. Um, my power ratings actually come lower, but I, you know, there's some weird stuff with New Orleans. Like I said, really inconsistent. You know where Jameis Winston is in. QBR ratings for the season. Since you ask, yeah, I'm gonna say top ten. He's number number eight. Yeah, so you're right. I mean, it's kind of a surprise to me because he's been really good. Yeah, there's other times he ain't been so good. Right. You know, um, I'm having. You know, I did. I like Seattle tonight. We're gonna need Seattle here in, at the South Point. Um, you know, if I was out there betting, I would. You know, I'd have them in a couple contests. I have Seattle, but uh, this New Orleans team very tough to figure. Tough, tough to figure. But I, I think I'm going to go with five here in this game. Just uh, We were oppo on this game on primetime action. We do our uh, picks for our contest entry every yeah. Friday. And if if the three of us, Matt, Kelly, and I match, it's one of our picks. If two yeah. of us match, unless the other person wants to make an issue of it, it pretty much goes in. We had an oppo on this. Kelly and Matt both, first of all, Matt said he was going he was willing to use his veto on the Chiefs. We'll get to the Chiefs in a moment. That's how much he wanted the Chiefs. But they love New Orleans tonight, and I actually liked Seattle, and I just sort of backed off. Did you? Yeah. I, I like, you know, I, if Seattle wins by three touchdowns, I won't be that surprised. If New Orleans wins by three touchdowns, I won't be surprised. I, and if Seattle does, I won't be that surprised either. New Orleans has just been so up and down. Yeah. Tough game to bet. Tough game to figure. Tough team to figure. But they're going to have their hands full with Tampa, I can tell you that. All right. Are we at Sunday night? Sunday night, interesting game. Dallas at Minnesota, both teams off of the bye week. Yeah, both teams off of the bye. Um, Dallas 5-1, and one, Minnesota. Talk about schizophrenic. Yeah. Or, or is Minnesota really schizophrenic so much as they are, they just don't know how to close out football games, right? They could, they could be 5-1 and one themselves. They could also be 1-5. and five. Yeah. Um, Dallas is going to be a road 
favorite. Will they be the full three? I will say yes, minus three. Yeah, you're you're too high. Um, although I like your number better. It opened two last night. It's down a one and a half pretty much everywhere. Um, you know, I, I'm you know since they've already taken the two, they proved they took two in the market. I'm gonna open two, let them take that. But I, I my numbers are more like three and a half Dallas, and you know I'm not. You know, growing up in Pittsburgh, believe me, I'm as anti-Dallas as any human being you, on earth. You. Yeah, you grew up in Washington. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I'm not a Cowboy fan by any stretch of the imagination. But I did think this number should be a little bit higher. But, you know, Minnesota is one of those teams. They, they're schizophrenic. And we talk about the lack of a home field advantage. But I think there's certain situations, like a Sunday night home dog. And I know yeah. we talk about Monday night home. Yeah, it's, you know. But I think it's a pretty good team that could play their best in a situation like this where they're a small dog. I could see them winning this game. But I still I, I still would like Dallas here, I think. Yeah, I would too, I think. Yeah. I, matter of fact, I'm going to put a mark next to Dallas. Dallas just running away with the NFC East. 5-1. Yeah. and one. Next closest team at 2-5, and five, Washington and Philly. Shall we squeeze in the Monday night game here, Jeff? Let's do that. Squeezing in. We can at least start it because yeah. I have a feeling Chris is going to have some thoughts here on Monday night. The New York football Giants at Kansas City. All right. Giants are two and five, too. Uh, Kansas City now three and four. So let's start with the Giants first. We'll crescendo to the Chiefs, which was really the biggest story, I think, of yesterday. The Giants beat the Panthers, as we mentioned. Daniel Jones, 23 of 33 for 203. One touchdown, no picks. Sacked twice. Eight carries for 28 yards. One catch, one spectacular catch for 16 yards. They held the Panthers, the Giants did, to 173 yards and 11 first downs. Good for the Giants. <laughs> That's about all I can say. Uh, they were trailing, or they were, they were what, trailing three to nothing, then they were down three to two, then they were up five to three, and then they sort of blew out the Panthers. All right, and then there's Kansas City. We mentioned they lost to the Titans. Not only lost, got destroyed. Patrick Mahomes in the first half yesterday against the Titans, five, for, five of nine for 41 yards. No touchdown passes, one pick, one sack, and he lost a fumble. He ended up finishing of the game uh, 20 of 35 for 206. No touchdowns, one pick, sacked four times, six carries for 35 yards. He has now had an interception in six straight games. That is Patrick Mahomes, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. A pick in six straight games and a scary injury in the fourth quarter where I thought that was the end of him. Body was bent backwards, yeah. hit awkwardly. Uh, but he was okay in the end. He passed a concussion protocol. But uh, Chad Henney came in. He was 11 of 16 for 82. The Chiefs finished with nine penalties for 77 yards. They were minus two in turnovers. They were shut out in the first half. Again, they were losing at the end of the half, 27 to nothing. Shut out in the first half for only the second time with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. You may recall the 2018 AFC Championship versus New England, which they ended up losing in overtime, was the only other time they were shut out in the first half. And the fewest points, three points in the final score, 27 to 3. The fewest points for the Chiefs, three, in nine seasons under Andy Reid. The Chiefs fall to three and four. Um, it's still the Giants, and the Chiefs are going to be big favorites. And I'll even say double digit favorites. I'll say Kansas City minus 10 and a half. Yeah, it's pretty much 10. Um, that, that's what it is. That's what I'm going to open. This is another one of those where I opened the uh, my power ratings come to 12 and a half. And right away, as soon as I write that, man, that's way too high. A couple of things about the Chiefs. First of all, you know what uh, Mahomes' passer rating was yesterday? Or QBR? 6.0. That's 
I mean, really bad. Uh, Justin Fields was better than that. No, it was yeah. a little worse. Uh, that's that's terrible. But, you know, every year we say this. that and, uh, No, I'm sorry. Every year it comes true that the Super Bowl loser is a bet against team. And every year we say, yeah, but this year's different. Yeah. This Not, year's different. Hasn't been. No. I Look at Kansas City this year, 49ers last year. I, was that Atlanta the year before that? I, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Um but every year we say this year's going to be different. Rams before that, then Atlanta. Okay, yeah. yeah, and it's not, it's not. You know, but uh, I, I'm one of those. I thought this year was going to be different too. And uh, anyway, we're going to run out of time. I got another thought about the Giants. That you know, because we're going to have time in the next segment here. Yeah, we got to talk about the Chiefs a little more too. Like from from yeah, a both. from a survivor standpoint, can you trust the Chiefs to beat the Giants with that defense, or are they just bad? Period. Three and four, back against the wall already in the AFC playoff picture. The Kansas City Chiefs, hard to sort of rejigger our brains to thinking of them this way. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. We'll go through what we like best, teaser legs, survivor, next. Numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I was telling you, Chrissy, off air, and I'm not doing this to uh, annoy the audience, but these, these tennis tournaments globally happen in the middle of the night, so it's not like I could give picks here in a numbers game anyway. But betting, betting in St. Petersburg today, Vienna. The Transylvania Open <laughs> and the Cormayur Ladies Open. Global tennis in the middle of the night. You know who's probably betting it, too. Oh, your girl back here, Haley. She's probably on it, too. Yeah. Well, that means she's a, she's a smart better. I'll tell means. you what. She's all right. Don't worry. All right. You wanted to say something else about the Giants before we move Yeah, on. you know, in the preseason, I kept – I was telling, you know, people working – I said, the Giants, I said, I'm not saying they're going to be a great team, but they'll be knocking on the door of the playoffs. I like their season win total over, blah, blah, blah. By the last preseason game, I said, by the way, everybody, erase every good thing I said about the Giants. I said, they're going to be terrible. <laughs> I was an idiot. Yeah. Everything I, I said. I mean, when you're in my position, you can't hold on to your positions too long. You know, you have to be able to – adjust on the fly and uh, the giants are just not good now I, that being said i don't know if they won't cover this 10 against uh, a chief team that i don't think i've lowered my power ratings nearly enough on them i think they need to be lowered a little more we get tweets by the way beating the book i just read these on the fly i was listening to you i'm sorry i was being rude looking at these tweets because you have to figure out which ones you want to read yeah i know yeah uh i hope your listeners heard you each time you mentioned DraftKings posting denver win total 10 and a half a few weeks ago uh, that from the better life. Uh, what that was was after week one, when the Broncos beat the Giants, I was very passionate about why did books adjust the Broncos' win total so dramatically from seven and a half, maybe eight, to ten and a half after to beat the Giants, a team they were favored to beat. Made no sense. Like when those adjusted season win totals happen, it's supposed to follow. Consistency about, oh, if you had an upset, you beat a team you weren't supposed to, or if you lost yeah. to a team you weren't supposed to lose to. In that case, it made no sense, and I hope everybody did, in fact, because now it's way back down to eight and a half. Uh, this is from, let's see, Barry, Barry Gratwell. Barry Grathwell, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Maybe too many people anointed Patrick Mahomes too quickly. Any quarterback can produce with a good offensive line. All right, let's not get crazy. He's still, well, great. let's not get crazy, but he has a yeah. valid point. Let me let yeah. me throw out an example to mm-hmm. you. 1984, Danny Marino in his second year, yep. threw 48 touchdowns. Super Bowl went to the Super Bowl. We thought it was going to rewrite everything. Never got close. Well, I don't want to say never got close, but never matched that number again in his career. And it, Dan's first ballot Hall of Famer, deservedly so, but he never matched that number again. You know, these yeah. guys, 
These are smart guys, you know, defensive coordinators. They figure stuff out, and they figured out ways to at least slow him down a little bit. Filthy the kid. Can we confirm that Chris caught on to why you said to Ernest Johnson that way? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Jaime Leva, Ernie Johnson Jr. impression is killing me. Can't stop laughing. You could probably transition nicely into a Marv Albert. Yes, love the show. <laughs> the Marv Albert imitation used to be when he uh, would cover uh, – Syracuse games when I was a kid and be like rebound Sanifer. That was his guy. Eric <laughs> Sanifer. Eric yeah. Sanifer. You remember Eric Sanifer? Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, D Gen Southern Gen. I know Mondays are for guessing lines, but I'd be remiss if I didn't point out um, the Matt Brown special, but emotional letdown spot in Houston tomorrow night. Braves have been openly weeping the last two days. Bravos will win series, but Astros win game one. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Um, NFL capper, good point on Ayuk. Don't forget the same sophomore slump happened to Dante Pettis after a promising rookie year. There's something systemic in the building. Uh, let's see. Bond plate. How many times has a player won the NFL MVP and the comeback player of the year? I can't find an example. Could be wrong. So if Dak wins MVP, Burrow a lock for comeback player of the year? If Dak doesn't get MVP, then maybe he's a lock for comeback player. Then he's a lock for comeback player of the year, but he won't, won't win both awards. Uh, it's a good point. I I have always said that Dak should be a shoe-in for comeback player of the year. Those that say that Burrow should be the comeback player of the year, I don't really know what he's coming back from because he only played five games. So that's a little awkward to me. But I could be wrong. Could be wrong. J&J Watering Hole. Can you imagine being the guy who survived the first six weeks with all six entries and then decided it was a great idea to use the Panthers on all six yesterday? Someone in Circa Survivor did that. Really? They had the max amount of entries, six, and they put them all on the Panthers yesterday. Oh, my goodness. What is that? Anyway, my goodness. That's a decision. All right. What do we like best? Chrissy, you go first because i got to figure out what I like best. Uh, i got three I like. Um, and you were again three and zero last week with your first impressions, and might be four and zero after tonight. Yeah, it might be three and one too. Might be three and one. Likes the Colts. I like, I uh, likes, like the uh, who do you like? The Seahawks. Tonight. I like I like Seattle again against just mm-hmm. an abysmally bad Jaguar team. I like the Broncos. Uh, I just think we've underrated them a little, and I've lowered ratings on them quite a bit. But I think they beat this Washington team, and I think it'll go to three. So obviously, if you're out there, uh, you know, wait till it gets to three. But they're three and a half right now, uh, and then I like Dallas over Minnesota. I think they, they, I think they win that game. I think it's gonna be a real good game, but I think they should be favored by more than a point and a half. I think Dallas wins that game, and I'll be probably cursing it out on guessing lines next Monday. <laughs> uh, we said earlier maybe we like Detroit. I, I can't bring myself to say that in the end. Yeah, yeah I Inter- favor them, but you know, interesting. Who I, who did you? What did you end up making the Arizona line? What is that going to be? Uh, three and a half. I think I like Arizona. Do you? Yeah, my power ratings are higher, but I, I, I kind of lean towards Green Bay. I'm not putting that as a play, but I lean towards Green Bay. Arizona has the most interesting win of this entire football season when they crush the Rams. Yeah. I think they win this game pretty easily. Do you? Okay. So I'll take Arizona. I don't know pretty easily, but I think they cover. And you know what? I think I like San Francisco at Chicago. What, what number did you put on that? Uh, where am I? Three and a half. Oh, I don't like it as much now. But I kind of like them because I can't bring myself to think that San Francisco is as bad as Chicago. Uh, I'm starting to see threes pop up. So I like three. Give me the three. Three juice on the favorite. San Francisco is my my other one. San Francisco is your other one? Jeff? Cincinnati. You'll lay all those points against the Jets? The Jets are not going to score more than seven in that game with Mike White playing quarterback. Self-loathing Jets fan. that's, That's a destruction. And, Gil, I like the Giants. I, and I understand that this is 
Mm. We're we're go we're getting Kansas City at the bottom of the market for mm. them, and the Giants are coming off a win. But I don't know if Kansas City's situation is salvageable, and the Giants, they it's a longer week. They're likely going to get some players back. They did it yesterday without Barkley, without Tony. Get one of those two back. Wouldn't shock me if the Giants have a chance to not only cover that game, but even win that game outright on Monday night in Kansas City and send that whole situation into a complete mess. So here's what we don't have, with the exception of the Chargers, which would basically be a tease down to essentially beat the Patriots. What we don't have are any Wong teasers, correct me if I'm wrong, of home favorites between 7.5 and 8.5. And we don't have any of those that w- this week. How about a home dog? Well, we do have... We, Minnesota. We, yes, we, we have that. But yeah. we don't have home favorites of above 7 points to tease oh, down. Oh, right, right. Okay, okay. But we, yeah. do have, we do have some home dogs. Yeah. Who, who qualifies there? Well, Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Titans-Colts game. I only have my guesses down here, so I don't know what they... What well, they right now I'm going to open the Colts one, but it is pick... Um, you know, could go to Tennessee, the favorite. I mean, that's certainly possible. Indian- so then you'd have a home dog. You, you could tease up through oh. three, three and seven. What is the possible. number on Tennessee, Indianapolis? Oh, pick. Oh, pick. Pick. Okay, yeah. So one of those could end up being a teaser. Yeah. Like, um, Detroit could end up being one, but I don't want any part of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a few that could end up being teaser legs, but, like, I'm not racing. Like, Atlanta, Carolina, what did that end up being, the spread? Uh, two and a half. Yeah, I'm not racing a bet Carolina. Yeah. Um, so this will be this will be an interesting teaser teaser week. Uh, and then Survivor. So Survivor, the, the big favorites on the board, end up being, uh, in the end, pretty, you know, basic. Buffalo hosting Miami. If you haven't used Buffalo, they would be a... Definite survivor option, but there is, of course, a Thanksgiving consideration mm-hmm. in Circa for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Cincinnati, if you haven't used them on the road against the Jets, double-digit favorites. Rams, if you haven't used them, 14 and a half, you said, at Houston. Um, I guess there is the Chargers, who are around a touchdown favorite against the Patriots. Might as well throw them in. And then, of course, finally, the Chiefs, yeah. double-digit favorites at home against the Giants. Well, that's a tough one. You know, yeah. I know who I'm playing. Forget, forget what Jeff's saying, but, but I'm still saying over the years, you bet against that Super Bowl loser. I'm sure you're miles ahead of the game. I think I know who I'm playing. Just like I knew I was playing New England all week last week, I think I know who I'm playing this week. I don't want to say it, but it's an interesting choice. One of these teams I will not use ever again of the big favorites. Enjoy it. Lombardi line next. Good luck with all your plays today. On this football game specifically, a numbers game of Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.